0: People, welcome back to another episode of the Arsenio Buck Show, and as always, I'm your host, and I am bringing you Stephen Covey's Speed of Trust, episode number 13, season 4, Agenda and Behavior. I love kicking these off with some quotes, so I'm going to give you guys a quote to think about right off the bat. Here we go. The agenda generally inspires the greatest trust, is seeking mutual benefit, genuinely wanting what's best for everyone involved. It's not just that you care about others. It's also genuinely want them to win. Yes, you're seeing a win for yourself. That's natural, desirable, and to be expected. Yes. But you're also seeking a win for all others involved. You recognize that life is interdependent. So you seek out all solutions that build trust and benefit all. The opposite of a mutual benefit agenda is a self-serving agenda. I want to win, period. See, if that's your agenda, you might get results, but you need to ask yourself about the taxes, right? Are those results going to be sustainable over time? See, the answer to these questions and whatnot, these questions that you might ask yourself is uh, no. See, instead of building bridges of credibility and trust, you're creating roadblocks of suspicion and distrust. See, guys, there it is. I mean, I can't say it any better. You know what? When you well, – as a teacher, from a teacher standpoint, absolutely. When I teach some of these students, I am at my highest. I try and to do everything I can to the best of my ability to teach these young ones. Some of these students are like, eh, I really don't want to – you know, I really don't want to learn. I want I don't want to do this or that. That's completely fine. You're going to get probably, you know, probably I say 10% of them, and they're probably going to backstab you and betray you, which is very, very uh, prominent out here in Thailand. That's all good as long as you, you know, you just hold your ground and say, you know what, that's all false and I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. And so there are a lot of things that we actually come across in our lives that uh, we we have to make real, real big decisions. And you know what, being around those people who have those self-serving agendas are the worst, right? I mean if you look at what's happening right now in America, if you look at the trade wars that are happening, 52 billion 52 billion U.S. dollars gone for Apple, oh, well-deserved. Uh, but they lost 52 billion, and then they started blaming the Chinese economy. Then next all, next you know, all these news outlets are talking about the Chinese economy is slowing. Slowing. The Chinese economy is slowing. It's because of this. It's because of this. It's because of that. No. It's because of one individual saying that, you know what? Hey, you know, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. We're, you know, this is bad. This is bad. And next you know, it created a trade war. And then now they're saying, oh, well, you know what? China, they don't have enough money. Bullshit. China has all the money. They're the superpower now. They don't have a slow economy. You guys are just trying to put the fear in individuals saying that they have a slow economy. See, these are people with hidden agendas, people. These are people with self-serving agendas. And you know what? Those self-serving agendas, they also, of course, they, they live out there on Wall Street. And for those people to live out there on Wall Street, that's exactly what happened with the whole financial crisis. It was like you know they were just throwing in money into different hot pots. They were, they were actually like tossing this nasty hot potato around for such a long time, and then it just went cancerous, and then it just took out everything, and the system's in everything. See, those are people with self-serving agendas. They're in for the win-win for the now. If you watch that movie that was you know predicated on the financial crisis back in 2008, you're going to understand that, hey, you know what? Banks and this and that, a lot of people got greedy, and a lot of people lost all their goddamn 401ks and everything. People are scared to invest anymore. Some people say, oh, well, you know what? You can, you can, you can. And you know what? It's probably all, again, self-serving or, yeah, yeah, basically a self-serving agenda. See, instead of building bridges of credibility and trust, guys, you need to—I uh, mean, yep—not instead, but that's what you should be building. But instead, a lot of people they build that suspicion and distrust. It's like that last boss. I remember the first time I came back from America two years ago, and he was like, "Oh, there he is. How you doing?" He's like six hundred million years old, and you know, he was like, "Hey, how you doing?" You know, he was like one of those people who were just so straightforward. He was very, very nice, and the next thing you know, things just start falling apart. And it's funny because he said, oh, you know what, you, 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 you write how you speak. And I'm like, okay, what does that mean? He's like, it, it, you know, it means what it means. Yeah, I write like I speak, so. So you want me to write, what, academic? Oh, yeah, yeah, you have to be more academic. I don't think you could teach this specific thing because I don't think you're academic enough. Oh, so you now have made an assumption that I don't teach academically or I can't teach academically because I can't write academically. Is that this ser- is, is that the assumption you just made? It's funny cuz I just came across um what Shayla Locklear, who I'm going to bring I'm going to bring on a few times onto my podcast and keep bringing her on on a continuous basis. Um she was talking about uh that you know when she actually does a lot of writing and she's a copywriter too, she she maintains that conversational tone. I remember I had a tutor a long time ago and of course Shayla, you know, a lot of people say I love your writing. He's like, yeah, well, I just, you know, I just write how I speak. Yeah, that's how it should be. Who gives a damn about academics? Academics, I believe that they are behind a hidden agenda. It's kind of like that politician who always, you know, you ask him a direct, you know, a straightforward question. and He goes all the way to Mars. It goes to Pluto and Mercury after that. He never goes straight down the line and says, you know, with authenticity and say, you know what? This is this. You see what I mean? Why? That creates a lot of suspicion and distrust. So don't be that person that does that. Let's get into behavior. 29% of employees believe that management cares about them developing their skills. Only 29%. 42% believe that management cares about them. Well, hold on. Only 42 believe that management cares about them at all. So remember, I remember like when it comes to management and when it comes to building a team and building everything, guys, it is absolutely and fundamentally important. For you to actually invest into your teachers or whoever you're around, invest into their knowledge, into their mind. What do I mean by that? Well, you know what? Back – what was it? I joined the company 2014, New Education World. And I remember in 2015 we had a meeting where everyone just pointed fingers. All these guys over between 50 and 100 years old pointing fingers, saying this and that, and this and that. I'm not getting work because of this, and they ended up snowballing the hell out of me too. Uh, but yeah, so many different occurrences had uh, you know had happened at that time. And I remember for those for those four years, well, yeah, yeah, technically, well, I would have to say three and a half years I was there. There were only two workshops, two workshops for teachers. And I remember one was in 2015 and one was in 2016. One was to teach IELTS. And so you had this guy named Paul. He was one of the most disgusting. Oh, my God. You guys already know. Anyways, he was a guy who literally for one hour, he didn't even teach us a goddamn thing as teachers. He wasn't a teacher trainer. And if he was a teacher trainer, that was actually one of the worst teacher trainers I've ever seen in my teacher training life. And he sat there and he did this and that. I remember when I went home, I was like, well, what was the purpose from that? There were no actionable steps. There was nothing to go over at the end. There were no follow-ups. There was nothing. I mean, you bring this guy that was apparently an IELTS examiner into the classroom and we go over this passage and here he is just blaming Thai students. Oh, Thai students don't really do this. No, they do this and they do this and they just make a mockery out of them. I'm like, dude, seriously? And you guys kept him around for this amount of years? He ended up trying to sack this goddamn company for about six, what, six to ten thousand U.S. dollars because they don't want to hire his sorry ass anymore. Oh my god! And you know what? After that, they brought another guy in to try to teach SAT again. No actionable steps. There was nothing behind it. There were no there, there were no secrets behind learning that guy, or you know, behind learning what he was actually teaching. At the end, he didn't say, okay, actionable steps. This is what we need to do. If you could do this, you start here. This is what I did. This is what I did. You know, we could do a follow-up. Here's my email. In one week's time, there was nothing. These guys don't know what the hell they're doing. They're not trainers. They're not teachers. They're just people who came here to marry a woman. And so, guys, again, I'm working at a company right now where these classrooms have the most – this guy is making a ridiculous amount of money. He is straight up. He has seven to eight branches, making a shitload of money. You know what? Goddamn place is infested with cockroaches. Place has writing on the walls. There are no interactive whiteboards. There are. There's nothing. There's just one whiteboard and two markers to every room. The radios are from the 1950s. He doesn't want to invest in radios, a computer, or anything for the rooms, and he doesn't invest in the help of the teachers. He doesn't say, hey, you know what, I'm saying? I see that you could teach IELTS very well. Can we, teach? can we create a workshop? I'll pay you this amount to teach these teachers because I want every teacher to become very, you know, enabled to teach these types of courses. Nothing. See, man, management doesn't give a damn working in a foreign country. But that doesn't mean anything. Man, I've worked in places where they didn't give a damn either. I remember, boy, I tried getting experience at a, a multiple dental offices out there. In Las Vegas, I'd be like, "How am I supposed to get experience if you don't employ me? What the hell is going on? They didn't give a damn. Do you think management? What's her name? Brenda Marion. She's the director of everything at the College of Southern Nevada in terms of the dental faculty practice. Was she invested in how we could do this and that? No. It was a couple of people, you know, below me and some of my workmates that would say, "Okay, you could do it like this. You do it like this. You could do it like this." They were the real trainers. The head honcho, she didn't do anything. There was no Christmas party. There was no party to give him back. There was no this. There was no that. There was nothing, man. And so how can you live in an environment like this? However, you can change everything. Now, let me give you an example. I'm teaching out a place right now. Now, this place is originally from Japan, but they have a subsidiary out here in Bangkok. And you know what? In 10 days, these girls are going to go on a, an amazing trip, a holiday, four day holiday to Hokkaido, Japan, the snowfields. And you know what? Who's paying? Management out there in Japan. Straight holiday. Everything. Everything. You see what I mean? Management cares, right? You could go on holiday, you could do this, he pays very well, and this and that. It's an unbelievably friendly environment. Everyone is just so happy and everything. You have the boss walking over all the time. Funny guy! Love him to death. To, it's like a family-owned company out here. The next thing you know in Japan, they, they, you know, they said, okay, well, you got yourself a teacher, and you know what? I'm just waiting on that phone call to say, you know, hey, Japan. I'm sorry, Japan, what did you say? Oh, you know what? Well, we see that you're teaching some of the staff out there. We were wondering if you could actually set up a workshop, a one-week workshop out here. We'll be able to show you a couple of things. Man, I would love for you to teach us some things on leadership. <claps> see? There you go. You see what I mean, guys? When you are management and you actually give a damn about people – Oh, man. man, life and work becomes much more fascinating. It really does. See, man, these books that I got over here that I was just ranting about last night on last night's podcast, I bought these all by myself. But you know who should really be providing this? The guy over there. But does he give a damn hell? No, he just cares about pockets. And you know what's so funny? If I have 100, 100 students, if two complain about me for whatever reason it is, that's the biggest problem in the world. Biggest problem in the world. But you know what? All the 100 that say he's so good, he's so good, he's so good. Do I actually get an email from management saying, oh my God, thank you so much, man. You know what? You've been doing a spectacular job. I'm thinking about increasing your wage this, this, or this much. You know what? I would love for you to come in and see how we could better this company and see how we could become better uh, competitors out there. <laughs> come on. You want some actionable steps? I'm going to give you some actionable steps. Bullet point one of two. As an employee, what skills. Can you further develop to put you in a greater position in the next few months? That's it. If you, but remember, when I was first teaching out here in these language centers, I didn't even know what four skills were. Oh, you have to teach, uh, what is it, speaking, listening, uh, reading, and writing. I'm like, what the hell, what? He's like, yeah, teach from this book. The book was absolutely atrocious. But after that, I started understanding. I'm like, okay, okay, what, okay, so I can teach from here. I can do this. I can do that. Oh, what What teach TOEIC. What What is that? I remember I started teaching. I couldn't even explain to them why. But some answers were the answers they were. But now I'm a fucking monster. I'm a beast at it. And people all around the world are listening to me because they're like, damn, this guy's the shit. Excuse my French. But, hey, those are the skills that I could develop. All these things that I got over here, man, this is going to develop the living hell out of me. And now if you're an employer, if you're out there, Japan, I don't know. I don't care where you are. But if you're an employer, what can you implement now that will better your employees and benefit them going ahead in the future? Straight up. That's exactly what I said this entire 15 minutes that I've been doing this podcast. What can you do to further develop your employees' knowledge and make them more valuable in the world today? There it is. There it is. Now, of course, I got a content writer. She's been doing her thing. We're going to be doing a lot. That's why I'm going to be meeting up with her. This might be even a full day's worth. And that's why I'm going out there a day before because I'm gonna meet up with her um, out there in Malaysia, and I'm gonna go down everything. But like, you know what, jo- Hey, you know what? Tell me exactly how can I better? How can I better you? How can I? You know what am I doing? You know, am I doing this for work? You know, should I invest in this? And that's what I want to do. That's ultimately what I want to do. You know, when I start making money and start reinvesting, I'm gonna reinvest in my employee in employees. I'm like, hey, Juan. hey, so what's going on? What, what skill do you really want to learn? I want to learn this. Hey, you know what? Gotcha. Here we go. Boom. The course starts on March the 2nd. Here you go. <gasps> oh, my God. Thank you so much. Yeah, you are absolutely – you absolutely deserve it. That's what I love. I love reinvesting in myself and everyone else around me and everyone, of course, who I am serving. But what are you doing to reinvest into other people, yourself, your mind, and your company and everything else you're doing? That's a question you have to ask yourself. So, guys, with that being said, stay tuned for another Stephen Covey Podcast. Should be coming up Thursday morning. I might be doing this bad boy five days a week because I just love this book. And with that being said, man, stay tuned for the next one. You got some things you need to handle. I'm your host, Arsenio, as usual, over and out.